Welcome, listeners. Welcome, welcome, listeners. Welcome, people who are talking through us. <laughs> Interrupters? Yeah. Let's say someone's listening and then someone else is walking through the room and starts a conversation when somebody's listening to a podcast. <laughs> welcome to that person. Hi. I, I say that just means welcome to everyone. This is an oh. inclusive operation. Listeners and talkers alike. <laughs> I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. We are a married couple. He's a comedian. She's an actor. We live together in Los Angeles, and we only go out sometimes because of the pandemic. <laughs> yes, also because my real name is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, and Janie's name is my name, too. And whenever we go out, the people... Always shout, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. Whenever we go out, the people always shout. There John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Ba la 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 la. Why? I don't get it. Why is his name my name too? Why? I mean, that's beyond a coincidence. Unless it's a father and son situation. You know what? Socialism. What? <laughs> Everyone has the same name? <laughs> this, is what life is gonna be. this is what life is going to be like under socialism. Everyone yeah, gets man. one name. Yeah. Boy name and girl name. <laughs> we had to start early tonight a little bit because I needed my weekend water. Yes, it's been quite a week. It's been... <laughs> um, 17 hours and... Six no, honey, that's so good. Here's what's so wonderful. Is that that is not how the song the, goes? No, no, no. The, the I was doing the bare naked ladies. What? It's been one week and you're all me, which is like a running joke uh, on Comedy Bang Bang, right? Okay. But then you thought of a new "It's been" that I fo- totally forgot about. Wait, also, by the by, right? The listeners don't know this, but right before we started. This was going to be one of my recommendations. <laughs> it's got, bu- got bumped up in the queue. <laughs> Top of show. Um, I like this country, um, this little country. I like this country too. <laughs> and I don't want to see it destroyed by the likes of Joe Biden and his socialist gangs. Because we'll all be named John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> Under a Biden presidency, your name will be his name too. <laughs> no, I was playing. I like- Whenever you go out. <laughs> no, I was playing. I like this country girl. This little country girl. She's kind of pop country. Her name's Marin Morris. She's a big time award winner girl. And she put out this um, song that was like a Black Lives Matter song. So I was like playing it for Paul because I was like, isn't this awesome? It's so, it's so like good. It's like a protest song and blah, blah, blah. And then after I turn it off, you started singing a different song, which was what? I forgot uh, the song Iris from um, uh, Goo Goo Dolls got got stuck on my head because they have a, there's a similar. Well, what was that? Song? How's that one go? And I don't want to oh yeah, yeah. He was like saying it sounded like the new Marin Morris song, and I was like, well, the uh, new uh, Marin Morris song what? is better than that. Song. Guess what? I did not say that. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was happening. You played a little bit of the song for me, and then like a half hour later, the Goo Goo Dolls song was in my head, and you said, "Why are you singing that song?" And then we pieced it together. I made no judgments. Okay, fine. Okay. First of all, we need to get a little bit of podcast business out the way. Oh, We're okay. Gonna We're going to do this now. Well, don't you want to? Aren't you excited? Well, sure I am, of course. I just thought we were doing it later. We are, well, we're going to reiterate it later. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> we have a very exciting development for fans of the pod. You're pregnant. <laughs> we made you all pregnant. <laughs> You're pregnant. Talk about a gender reveal party. <laughs> You're <laughs> pregnant. You're pregnant with... New Stay F Humpkins merch. We have we're gonna have merch. We're gonna have merch. We have entered an incredible fun collab collaboration. Collaboration. <laughs> this is collaboration. <laughs> and I won't stand for it's it. It's a fun little collab with 
a wonderful artisan in Charleston, West Virginia, my homeland. I was born That's there. That's where she was born, y'all. Born right around the corner from there. And even though I was raised in South Carolina. <laughs> right around the corner from there. Well, the hospital, well, the Charleston Hospital or Memorial mm-hmm. Hospital. That's where I was born. But you were born around the corner from where? From from their shop. I don't oh, know. Oh, from the... Wait, what are you... Okay. Fix us in Who's space. pregnant? Where, <laughs> sorry, that's my pregnancy brain. Where, where, <laughs> when you said you were born around the corner from there, you meant the shop. Yeah, the artisans, Dan and Hillary, own this amazing shop. They're fans of the show, but spoiler alert, we are fans of them. That's right. Name of the shop? Kinship Goods. Mm-hmm. Kinship Goods. Go bookmark it. Bookmark the website, kinshipgoods.com. They have a Twitter. They also have an Instagram. We'll be tagging them in our posts tonight. Look, they got kins in their name. We got kins in our name. That's, oh, my God, kins. Right? Stayfhomekinshipgoods.com. Stayfhomekinshipgoods.com. Okay, so. That, but don't go there. <laughs> Nothing will happen. So already, already Dan and Hill. We've already confused this. Plug. Just go to kinshipgoods.com. Yeah, they have great stuff. They have amazing stuff. You're going to love their shop. Now, You're if you like the way you look, <laughs> Paul guarantees it. I guarantee it. And, okay, here's the deal. He sounds like, the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'll come back to it. He, I was going to say, <laughs> we're not doing well tonight. We're very punchy. I think, you know what? I think we're doing great. <laughs> The men's warehouse guy, in my memory, sounds to me like Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking <laughs> Bad and, and Better Wait, Call which Saul. One was, which one was he? You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee Oh, my God. You. He does sound like him. I bought my granddaughter a new suit for oh, a yeah. wedding. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get back to the merch. Here, um, uh, they will be starting to be featuring Stay of Homekins specific merchandise on their site. Um, already um, amazing designs are available. Yes, 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 yes. There's going to be a Piggly Wiggly, y'all. Them girls going to get up into some trouble with the Piggly Wiggly <laughs> And that's going to be featured on a t-shirt and a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a sticker that is uh, a parody of the uh, the old Andre the Giant has a posse sticker mm-hmm. uh, that is <laughs> in that style, <laughs> except it's Casey Kasem, the original ASMR. Yes, and it's an amazing sticker. <laughs> it looks it's so good. It's a great parody, and this was a bonus. They designed some face masks. Yeah. during the pandemic, that say <laughs> Janie's um, old catchphrase <laughs> from early on, which was clean, clean hands, hands, full, full mask. mask. Can't, can't lose. lose. Yeah. That's from Friday Night Lights, but I modified it for COVID It's time. another parody. We're trying to have fun here. Anyway, these are all references from the podcast. Yeah. And um, you can find it on their website. Um, I can't wait to see what they come up with because yeah. I think more stuff is probably going to come out of their creative brains. And um, But also look at all the other stuff. What's neat about their shop is their whole vibe of the shop. is It's like a stay cozy kind of mm-hmm. Thing about like nesting and here we are sort of like in our great national nesting <laughs> where we want to wear <laughs> we want to wear like soft things and they make really high quality t-shirts what's fun about this is that joe biden wants you to nest <laughs> i say you are not a bird John Jacob Jingleheim. <laughs> so what is funny is i'd already had some of their t-shirts mm. because um, I think Rhea did, was it Rhea or some, someone I saw her I bet it I bet it was Rhea because they're from they're, they have people in West Virginia as well yes and the the t-shirt they had on I think or, or I saw it on someone else's Instagram it said West Virginia versus the world and this was like perfect for my brother so I got that for my brother for Christmas and it was like a huge hit but then my cousin came out to visit and then he sent um, uh, some shirts from Kinship Goods, and now I wear the wild, wonderful West Virginia. So there's a lot of. West it's a great shirt. It's, it's a great shirt. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of West Virginia specific stuff, but there's also not. Yeah. There's they're, like. They're terrific. They're check them out. Uh, yeah, they so, have great yes. stuff. We're thrilled to be well, this doing is like something exciting. with them. So this is so exciting for the, us. The y'all shirt is amazing. I can't. I want the sweatshirt so bad. Yeah. It's, re- it's really, really good. It's really good. You'll like it. So. Okay. So that yeah. was our big uh, podcast business. We have now. 
and shuffled. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so the big news, in my opinion, this week was. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you know where we'll I'm give, going? We'll give our opinions of what we think the big news was. I personally, this week was a big, one of those crazy news weeks that have been a relentless it, onslaught. It's fucking nuts, everything that happened this week. Like, just today. Yeah. Like, today. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you're a candidate for the biggest news story. I thought the biggest news story was um, the president's tax returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my... That's where I have been coming from all week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wanna, here's where I come from. Around the corner from the hospital. Uh, I was born near that kinship goods. I'm telling you. I was born in Charleston, West Virginia I'm Hospital. The liar. Charleston hey, whatever. Hey, hey, hey. Do you want let's, me take, to... let's take this off mic. <laughs> what, what is going on here? It's because I grew up in South Carolina. Don't mean I don't got some West Virginia roots. So take that, you pregnant assholes. <laughs> you know, they say you can tell if you're born in West Virginia if one of your legs is longer than the other because you're standing on the side of a hill. That's adorable. <laughs> is it? It is. It's just hillbilly humor. It's my, It's it, just hillbilly. Well, of course it is. You can't take that away from them, honey. Mm-hmm. They need it. <laughs> you mountain girl. You got one leg longer than the other. Are you mountain? Are you mountain girl? Because you, you got one leg longer than the other. <laughs> so, what was the big news story for you this week? If it wasn't that, mm-hmm. Paul would not watch the Donald debates. Trump has COVID. <laughs> Donald Trump has COVID. <laughs> um, that was the wildest thing, and that, I think that that was God. late last night. I I got home from working. I finished up uh, work. You finished on that, that job that where you te- where they tested. By the way. Tested Paul for COVID every five minutes. They <laughs> wore masks and distanced and yes. got through it yes, without yes, yes. having a super spreader event, yeah. it sounds like. And Paul did not have a cold last week. It was allergies. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it went away. The, it, 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 the next day I woke up, I was fine. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, By the way, if you're ever kind of curious, like you hear something on our show and then you're like, oh, God. You know, Paul wasn't feeling well. I wondered if he got better. If you follow us on our socials on Twitter at Stay of Homekins and at Instagram, we will um, guarantee you update you on everything. I guarantee. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. This follow like my new- granddaughter <laughs> at Mike's granddaughter one. Someone else's granddaughter who he's has a grandfather like named Mike. It's going to be like a new comedy bang character. <laughs> you know, Are you Dr- like, like workshopping a new Drew, comedy bang? Kind of. Drew Tarver, uh, who's hilarious. He's one of the stars of uh, the, the other ones on Comedy Central, which I hope is coming back. Um, no, it was the supposed other to. Two. The other two. Thank yes. you very much. It, oh, if y'all have not seen the other two, it's on Comedy Central. Comedy Central, yeah. And it was so funny. It was one of my favorite so comedies from last year, actually. Um, and like Molly Shannon's in it, who I love. Yeah. So that was like a fun bonus too. But like Drew Charver yeah. is very funny in it. Drew too. is so funny. He and I worked together on Bajillion Dollar Properties. We've done improv a bunch together. He's so funny. But he he on uh, the podcast that he does with uh, three other guys called uh, Big Grande, the Teacher's Lounge. He started doing Mike Ehrman Trout. He did. And I it was killing me because I was like, I do that i've done that impression too but never i've never done it on a show and so i said we have to do it together sometime we still have but not but done now that. you can be the um, men's warehouse guy instead <laughs> maybe we'll find I out guarantee. that maybe we'll find out their cousins hi mike yeah they're, they're cousins. Cuckoo. cuckoo thank you for gracing us with your presence it's going to be one less cuckoo tonight because we started it early hail king cuckoo it might be one or two less cuckoos because we started this is probably the earliest we've ever recorded it's like 10 minutes earlier than we usually record <laughs> it's not that much earlier i don't know about that is it Wait, what, is, what the fuck were we talking about? Drew Tarver, Mike Ermintrout. That he before doesn't Mike Ermintrout. Mike yes, we got that out of the way. We got that established. But before that, <laughs> the big news of the week. You oh, said so that I finished up on the COVID. sitcom. Yeah. Trump having COVID was your big news. Yes, 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 yes. I finished up that uh, sitcom. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, very challenging. Um, 
yesterday was a long day and it was a physical day, which was kind of a little nerve wracking about COVID stuff. Also, by the way, we're in the middle of a heat wave. It was like 102. Yeah. You were in the valley. We were, we were luckily inside. We were indoors, but it was still like, you still like, even when you're inside warm. in extreme heat, you do, yeah. you still dehydrate. But at least you're not under the sun. No, I agree. But they have plenty of water around. I mean, they really did a great job, but this was, it was a physical scene and I was not worried. Uh, there was not a lot of contact. But it was a very um, – there was a lot of movement going on in the scene. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about the droplets. I'm going to be honest. Right. But, I think, I but think everyone we did okay. tested prior. Everyone tested prior. I think we did careful. okay. I still didn't get my results from yesterday's test. Ooh. I must have been positive. They would not have let me work. I mean negative. God Jesus. damn it. I do that every time. I must have been negative or they would not have let me work. No, they would have stopped the production yeah. and said something. You are the weakest link. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here are my feelings about the Trump COVID news. Well, let me. So let me. So I come home. We're sitting on the couch. (laughs) I'm exhausted. But it's like one of those things. I was like kind of asleep when you got home because it was so late. Yes. Yeah. And And I had started watching The Firm and fell asleep. Firm. But we we caught the the end of the firm together. <laughs> Paul, it blew Paul's mind. I, I was like, and I'd seen it before, but I but forgot. I like forgot everything. Never seen I it. forgot everything. I have some observations to make about the firm after we cover the news of the week. Okay, so let me put a pin in that. For all right, me. Well, we'll come for back me. to the firm, and then I can make my yeah. firm observations. Okay. As well. And we got the news that Donald Trump has COVID, and it was look. It is hard not to. Feel a sense of poetic justice that this guy who has mishandled this thing, downplayed it, so many people died, got sick. It's hard not to say that's funny that he got that he got COVID and he deserves it. Right, like he put his hand over a flame and he it burned his fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not poetic justice. That's just somebody being dumb. You know what, honey? I gotta say, you're absolutely right. It's not poetic justice because this he was a it. this was a thing. This he was did not it. a random he, thing. He was told all the things not to do. No, and he <laughs> deliberately did all the other things. So yeah. there is no like, there's no karma. There's no yeah. po- poetry. It would be poetic justice if he invented COVID, right? Like he but, was an evil genius. But there's something. a there's a little bit in the fact that he said it was no big deal, and then he gets it. You know, and. Obviously, but the president of the United States. Private. The president of the United States. No, but the president of the United States is going to get the best care of anyone in the world, of mm-hmm, course. Mm-hmm. Um, so most we'll, people recover from. We'll, we'll see what happens. Here, here's here's the thing with me is that I, to me, um, obviously I have my emotions and private thoughts. I didn't want to be online like gloating, like because. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I heard... I did go online and make some jokes. I didn't like that, but I I, I told you that. Yes. But whatever. And now you're telling the world. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean... Can we talk about the firm yet? We're real people, okay? We're, we're real... We're real people. Real people with opinions and feelings. And, yes, and just because and, you all are pregnant doesn't mean we can't <laughs> with our be new merch. human. With our new you're merch. pregnant with our new merch. Here's the thing. First of all, I listened to a podcast this week with Dr. Michael Osterholm... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you threw a little sauce on that. I didn't mean to. It just came out. I listened uh, to a podcast this week with Dr. Michael Osterholm. We all know Dr. Michael Osterholm. Well, he is just as charming as he is learned. <laughs> I could listen to this man hold forth on uh, on uh, contagious uh, viruses <laughs> for days on end. <laughs> this is the character. That's the character for Comedy Bang Bang. That's the character. That is kind of a character that, that I already better. do, that voice. <laughs> that just absolutely loves listening to epi- epidemiologists. <laughs> Who's your favorite epidemiologist? If you had to pick, <laughs> I know it's an impossible choice. <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to doctors of infectious diseases these days. So his thing this week was... Like, we, as far as the pandemic goes, and 
people get upset that we talk about COVID, but sorry, y'all, we're in a worldwide pandemic. I okay? didn't realize that they Some did. people do, some people don't. Some people kind of like that we're acknowledging reality because there's yeah. so much like misinformation and chaos and this is real. <laughs> and we're here to tell you, we know it all. <laughs> no, we know. It's not that we know. It's not that we don't know or know. Yeah. It's that we're just acknowledging the present. I know. I, I, I worried about that a lot, as you know. Oh, yeah, about I know. talking about that Y'all, stuff. Sorry, he would kind of be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes after we were done, I would look at Jane and say, Mm-mm. "He's like, I just want an escape. People want an escape. Yes, they but don't want to feel. But look, we're we we're are still escaping. we're still locked down here. You know, it's still this is still going on, and it's like I've I've definitely come around to the idea of just talk. We just talk about what we talk about. Listen, I think it's fine. I don't think we approach it from some like smug place." I don't think so. And we're, we're not trying to be I don't know journalists. <laughs> like, we're like, just talking about our feelings. Yeah, yeah. and like, what? Ha- so anyway, my point is that he said this week... Is anyone still listening? <laughs> <laughs> is anyone there? Y'all, there's merch. There's merch. <laughs> he, if you don't like this, please pay money. <laughs> for an awesome sweatshirt. Okay, here's the thing. He said that um, we are not anywhere close to herd immunity right and like this is like we're at the beginning like he said maybe we're in inning four right of like maybe an extra innings game and just because you know we've been living with it now for a while we still have to remain vigilant about our safety Mm -hmm. and and continually be mindful Without yeah. it, like, ruining our lives. Yeah. And... Because it is very easy to feel like this has gone on for such a long time. If I do this, it's not a big deal. But his point is, like, before all is said and done, he was saying, you will have either had COVID or had experience with a close person with... Co- like, it is, like, it will... Just because you feel like it hasn't touched your life, you might still be in a place... Yeah. Where you're saying, like, I don't know anyone with COVID. I don't know. You know, it hasn't gotten me. And I've been, you know, I went out without a mask or whatever. That's not true for, like, down the road. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. But, so, my whole thing with um, the news about, um, not just the president. It's the president, the first lady. It's Hope Hicks. It's the RNC chairwoman. Now Tom Tillis. Now I it's think. Tom Tillis. Yeah. The Utah. Wait, Tom Tillis or Tom Cotton? Tillis. Which, Tillis. It's Tillis. Tillis. Which horrible Tom is it? Tillis, North Carolina, and and then the Utah guy, and then and now they're sort of speculating that the Rose Garden was uh, announcement of the lady judge was a s- possible super spreading event because there's video online of everyone hugging and kissing, shaking hands, <laughs> no masks and no distancing. People are licking their palms. They're touching I mean, each they other's mouths. I mean, they kind of are. They yeah. kind of are. So, so my point is like, yes, there is sort of like an, I don't know if irony, it's not even ironic because he wasn't doing any of the things to not get it. Yeah. You know what it is? It's it, just it's, inevitability. It's just desserts. That's it's what it inevitab- is. I don't even like to say it like that because I don't want to see fun. anybody have it. I don't. I, <laughs> no, I, you don't want to see anybody have it, but it's like. I don't even you, want it to but exist. If some, but if someone, well, let's not go that far. There's a lot of great stuff about COVID, but I think, I think that it's, it's okay to say just desserts because he did bring it on himself and you know and other people as well here's what i would say instead of just desserts Mm -hmm. you play with fire oh shit you get burned now we can talk about the firm (laughs) (laughs) you you play with fire you get burned you play with fire (laughs) you get burned Okay, here's my observation about the firm because I've seen this movie before. <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Yes, I, like we, I feel like we watched it a few, a couple years ago because I said I'd I never seen it. it. Oh, I know, <laughs> I had never seen it, and so we watched it together. Right, and I put I put it out of my mind instantly. <laughs> okay, first of all, I was like texting with friends. Like I just started watching the firm. <laughs> 
And then someone was like, oh, the backflip, the backflip. And I was like, what are they talking about? I don't remember the backflip. There is like a scene at the beginning of the farm. Where it's at the, the beginning? Well, he goes, he goes. No, but, you know, but by the way, I don't remember it either. But then I videoed it and sent it to y'all. Did you play? Did you not play? I don't think I was able to because I think I was in a bad. (laughs) I was not getting good service. Oh, yeah. You were working. Yeah. Okay. So they. So Abby and um, what was his name? McKean or Mitch? Mitch. Mitch. um, Mitch McDeer. Deer. Mitch McDeer. So Mitch and Abby McDeer are visiting. That's uh, G Triple Horn, right? Gene Triple Horn and Tom Cruise. They are visiting. Those are their character names, Mitch and Abby McDear. They're not real people. <laughs> First of all, there is a scene at the beginning where he's like this hotshot lawyer. Okay, I mean he's like fresh out of law school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's getting all these offers, like insane offers. Like it's sort of like this recruitment um, montage where they're like, "We're going to offer you this. We're going to offer you this." You know, because he's like number two in his class or something crazy. And um, <laughs> number two, I can't remember. He's something crazy, and he like worked his that's ass so off. That's so funny that in a movie, the idea—I don't remember if that's exactly what it is—but the idea of the movie <laughs> be he's number four in his <laughs> law class. Like, <laughs> like, why not make him number like one? Scene, there was like a whole scene later <laughs> where like Hal Holbrook was like. You didn't come I in. I forgot how Holbrook was in it. <laughs> wait, 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 first of all. Oh my God. Also, why would Wilford Brimley be your security? Like, wouldn't you want someone a little bit, like, younger and more spry? I think he was 39 when he made that movie. <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> you might, you could, okay, wait. So, so they're, like, going, they're, like, in Memphis. Isn't it in Memphis? I thought they were in Louisiana. No? No. They're like in Tennessee, I think. Okay. They're, I think they're in Tennessee. Did I mess up? So anyway, they're I walking. I like there was the, a lot of sort of NOLA jazz in the Well, soundtrack. because Memphis has a jazz. Memphis that, is. You know what? That's very true. And I apologize. <laughs> Memphis, I retract it. That's like, you know, like Graceland and, you know, barbecue and stuff. <laughs> okay. Y'all remember? Y'all remember? Okay. So anyway, so this kid is like <laughs> a street performer. And then he does all of these like gymnastics i maybe i fell asleep at the beginning like if he was like a college gymnast mitch mcdeer the character i don't know because there's more other scenes where he becomes gymnastical yes so so there's a street performer and he does in this like 10 year old kid does all of these uh like what are those called like handsprings handsprings Mm -hmm. like splits or you know yeah whatever those are called Round offs. Round offs, or, but like over and over and over. Star himself. jumps. <laughs> so he goes like, does he like in a row? <laughs> and they're like walking with this other couple, like post dinner, mm-hmm. and like asking questions like, what's it like to live in Memphis? So, how long have you worked at the firm? <laughs> you know, like whatever. <laughs> Everyone cheers when they hear the name. <laughs> and Tom Cruise's character spontaneously does. Just as many flips with the kid. (laughs) I know that I've seen this movie. How would I forget that? Have I not seen this? I videoed it. I'll send it to you. We can put it on our Instagram. We yes, we'll put it on the Instagram because I have it on my video. Okay, and so but like you know how it is when like you like in a movie they'll like show the actor and then the edit is like yeah 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 the kid and then it's like the stuntman that does it was like that they shoot it from a mile away, but also like it never figures in again Mm -hmm. except when he's running from the bad guys and he does like the pommel horse routine in the warehouse. Yes. Yeah, he does some okay. gymkata. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, so then that's not my issue with the firm. <laughs> Folks, you thought that was her issue with the firm, but guess what? She's just getting started. Fine. Maybe he did have a gymnastics career prior to law school. Mm-hmm. Fine. 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 I'm willing to suspend my disbelief over that. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I didn't talk about the other problematic Scene okay. Before the main problem, I have a very main problematic. <laughs> a very main <laughs> problematic scene. So okay, so he's being courted by all these firms. But he wants to work at the firm. So the firm comes in, the firm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they are like, "Are you a family man?" <laughs> and what kind of stability do you have in your life? We 
honor, stability, and all this stuff. And he's like, okay, but like, what's the offer? And then <laughs> they're like, we're going to buy you a Mercedes Benz and get you an interest-free loan mortgage or whatever <laughs> stuff. And then they hand him this envelope and they're like, this is your offer. What would you offer? And then they go into this scene where he's like, am I supposed to open this right now? And then they're like, shh, I don't know. You open it. But if I were you and I was number three in my class, <laughs> <laughs> if I were you and I was number three in my class, I would know what the offer is and what I'm worth. And then he gets up and starts. <laughs> he gets up and he starts litigating them like a courtroom like a trial lawyer like mm -hmm. where were you on the night that the amount of money i was allowed to <laughs> i'm making what? up the okay. wait that was not the exact dialogue no no no. but he's pretending sir, like sir, it's a trial yes sir are you the managing director of the firm why yes i am then where were you on the night that the amount of money I was offered <laughs> was approved or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm making this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to understand <laughs> what actually happened. I, I'm giving you, like, kind of, like, stand-in dialogue because I, I don't. <laughs> I, I get that, but <laughs> was, it, was it, like. It was, like, stand-in dialogue. Was he acting like he was in a trial yes. or was it, like, a subtle thing where you realize, oh, he's doing lawyer stuff on no. them? No. Okay, don't get he mad at me. I'm trying to understand. It's like he's in Tequila Mar It's like, were you moving a shiffer robe when they gave you my bonus? I don't, now you're going to say, well, not really. That was standing dialogue. I understand. Fine, they didn't. I understand he didn't say stuff. <laughs> you bust up that shiffer robe and you're going to offer me $50,000? <laughs> like, so wait, what? Is, this is your main problem? This is your no, main, that's not my main. That's not the main? <laughs> Jesus. What is, I don't even know how we got there. What is your main Because issue? that had to be, it had to be litigated in right. the podcast. Okay. His litigation understood. needed to be litigated. Understood, understood. What, like, how did that pass the smell test in the rewrite room is my point. My main problem is he <laughs> goes on this trip to the Cayman Islands with Gene Hackman mm -hmm. and they set up this honey pot, honey trap. Was that what you call it? When there's like a... Honey trap, yeah. Yeah. And there's like a goddamn Victoria's Secret supermodel on the beach. And he's all like, I'm good. I don't, you know, I don't turn my head on, on my wife, Jean Troublehorn. And, and, and they're like, oh, God, we're going to have to pull out the big guns. I think the Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> Wait, who's doing this to him? The firm? The firm. So the firm is trying to do what? They're, they're trying, trying to get to... collateral on him, like Keith Raniere. Oh, like no. The ne like the vat, like Nexium. Like Nexium. Instead of just saying, like, you have to provide me with collateral, they staged it. Collateral. But why? Because then they own him. They own him. Uh, uh, why can't they just hire people? <laughs> because they're doing... Because they... They are because doing, they do shifty shit, and they, so they represent the mafia, right. and they're doing Paul Sorvino tax, and that other guy tax evasion yeah. and all of this stuff. That's good, much better. By the way, like the firm is like three different movies. I'm gonna fucking kill that kid if I ever see him. There's again. like eight different. There's yeah. like fried green tomatoes happening. There's, there's like, an action movie. Yeah. There's, there's like yeah. yeah yeah. Okay, so they like all of a sudden he doesn't get suspicious as some Victoria's Secret model on a beach somewhere who needs his help. Wants to give him a free blow job or whatever. And then <laughs> free blow job. <laughs> so now they have these pictures on him and he knows like he cheated on Abby. <laughs> I feel like I'm spoiling this for the firm for people. So he so he cheated on Abby and then he's like not going to tell her. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think anybody knows. Mm -hmm. And then the FBI, like he, all, he, all, they're coming in from all corners, mm -hmm. right? And then they finally are like, you wouldn't want your pretty little wife to see these. And then they whip out like the Victoria's Secret stuff. Even though he didn't really do anything. No, they did it all. Tom Cruise fucked the Victoria's yes. Secret model. He got the free blowjob. <laughs> he got it all. 
Okay, he got it all. Why would he do this? Because you come along a Victoria, a nameless facelet, well, Victoria's Secret model face model, and then and, <laughs> and you <know>. model face, <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to tell anyone, <laughs> and then and then uh, so so. Well, you're saying this is understandable. <laughs> I just need to know this for the future. <laughs> Fine, because it's never going to happen. Uh-huh. You don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to roll the dice on that one. What if a firm approaches me? <laughs> so so then so now he's in a position where he's like i'm being blackmailed by the firm so i gotta fess up to gene Triplehorn right that i did this yeah okay so he takes her out to dinner and he's like i did this what that's first of all that's insane thank you thank you Thank you. That's demented. But they are bugged at home, fine. But they could have had the conversation on the sidewalk away from people. Yeah. And then... Turned a radio up. And then she's... They already did that scene before that. I apologize. (laughs) Then And, like, she's clearly devastated. Sure. Because she's, like, this, you know, very loyal, true blue person. And then she goes, why did you tell me? Because that would be the next question. Like, why didn't you live with it instead of her? You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, now he's hurting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of saying, the firm's blackmailing me, and I had to tell you, he just goes, because I wanted you, I needed you to know. I wanted you to know. <laughs> Which is unacceptable. That's fucked up. Unacceptable. Yeah. And then, but here's the worst part of the whole thing. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. She sticks her neck out to save his skin mm-hmm. without him even asking or knowing. Yeah. She goes and fucks Gene Hackman. <laughs> she, they don't really. She seduces him and gets wh- what she needs from him to save him. Here's what I remember. She drugs him. Yeah. He seems like he's passed out from the drug, but then he's back to life. And he's like, ah, I'm alive. You thought you drugged Gene Hackman. You are wrong. My point is like. But then she stays the night in his room. Yeah, because she's kind of pretending like. Yeah. This happened between us. And he's like, I but know But then everything. he wakes up from his drug stupor. He's like, I know what you did. <laughs> but it was like eight hours later. It's fine. But he's like still in bed. And she's like trying to sneak out of the room or something. And he's like, hey, you took that key from me. <laughs> like, what the? What was this drug? My Did point, it just paralyze well, him? But he was is, completely awake. My the whole point time? is, he's our hero. Like Tom Cruise is our hero, yeah. and we're rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. So why did they make that scene not be like they? I fucked up. Right. I, I'm being blackmailed. I would never tell you otherwise because it's hurtful. Maybe it was. Here's the only thing I can figure is that, but it needs to be expressed in some way that he would do it so she would have deniability. She wouldn't know. So that if they did try something, so so then the firm wouldn't know. Like that, the she firm would be wouldn't know that she less knew. in danger. The firm thought yes. So the firm thought they still had something on him. She already knows. So even if they, the, somebody from the firm shows up and says like, "Ah, here's the pictures of Tom and the Victoria's Secret model," and she acts she'd be upset. like, she'd be like, "Yawn," as opposed to like, "Yeah, I know you're trying to blackmail him." Yeah, it still it still doesn't listen. Make sense, here's the thing. Tom Cruise is a good actor. He mm-hmm. could have done all that with his face. He was not directed that way. I'm telling you. True. The thing is, like, with a lot of movies, of those, like, like your mainstream box office blockbuster movies, yes. they don't hold up very well. They're, they're very much, they're always very much of their time. I agree. You know what I mean? I think that was the case with this. And also, yes. it was like a bunch of dudes must have been writing it. Yeah. I see that. And I don't know. There could have been a woman writing it. Here's my favorite part. Okay. My two here's my two favorite parts. Okay, number one. So you don't have any problemy parts. You're saying these are your well, favorite parts. You, listen to this. Until you be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> these these are the parts that I enjoyed. Okay. Tom, to, first of all, Tom Cruise is on the run at one point, and I guess it's winter because both he and the guy who's chasing after him are both wearing overcoats, which seemed. That seemed so miserable to me <laughs> to be running in an overcoat. Yeah. Oh, like shed or, it, shed it. You would be it. so sweaty. And also it's dragging you down. It's like, yes, exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. So the guy chasing after him is this guy, Tobin Bell, um, who is uh, a tall actor, 
especially next to Tom Cruise, right? So he's got long blonde hair, and he's chasing Tom Cruise. Chase goes on. Wilford Brimley shows up. Wilford Brimley, for some reason, <laughs> is parked on the street, sees Tobin Bell. He sees Tom Cruise run into this building, sees Tobin Bell chase up. Not sure where Tom Cruise goes. He goes, honk, honk, hey, he went in there. And then for some reason, rather than just get out of the fucking car and walk across the street, <laughs> he fucking throws it in a drive, does a Yui, and then parts on the other side of the street. Like, why do we have to see all that? We could have we could have pulled, pieced it together like, oh, he got out of the car where it was and walked across the street to the building. So they go in. They're looking for Tom Cruise. They 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 corner him in this room. Tom Cruise goes in this room. They, they're they closing in on him. We see them walking in the hallways. First, Tobin Bell gets in there. Tom Cruise, using his hidden gymnastics background, <laughs> is up on is up on some bars, some pipes in this in this thing. Uh, Tobin Bell sees the briefcase that Tom Cruise has been carrying and picks up the briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) Wilford Brimley goes into the room next door where there is like a glass partition. It's like a frosted glass. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Frosted glass. So he sees the, the shadow, the silhouette of a man, of a man in an overcoat holding a briefcase. (laughs) This man also, seven feet tall, <laughs> and has lo- long hair. He just shoots and kills his friend, right? Then Tom Cruise uh, sweats on Wilford Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> Wilford Brimley realizes up in the pipes. Tom Cruise jumps down on him, kicks the shit out of Wilford Brimley. Oh, my, Brimley. that was like a little, like, el- was, elder abuse. Oh, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> a little bit elder abuse. They're like five years apart from each other. <laughs> So that really that really made me laugh that he he get, just he, he just, just shot yeah he saw a briefcase <laughs> briefcase bang and they're like so different in stature and shape and yes. everything the other part is <laughs> David Strathairn is in this movie playing Tom Cruise's brother he's about to he's like an ex con and he's about to escape on a boat yeah he's going on, he's going on like a boat. Plane, like Ho- one of those planes. Yeah, boats. seaplane. Yeah. Holly Hunter is some sassy, brassy lady that works for Tom oh, yeah. Cruise. No, she worked for Gary Busey. Who's a private investigator? Yes, but okay. he got killed getting wrapped up in this bull- bullshit. Great. So, uh, 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 and he was in jail with the with Strathairn. Oh, okay, okay. That's how he, like, Tom Cruise went to him because he was the only safe bet. Right. To get out of this mess. So Holly Hunter is helping David Strathairn. This is towards the end of the movie. Helping him get away, finally. <laughs> yeah. And they're standing on this dock by the seaplane. And they're, they're like, saying goodbye. And then David Strathairn says, I love your crooked little mouth. <laughs> and, she goes, and then Holly Hunter says, It's not my best feature. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> David Strathairn goes, What is... And it was <laughs> wait, gross. Wait, but, but to be fair, like kind of wanted the movie of that, number one. I would have loved to have seen <laughs> What's Their Life? So, but number two, number two, it was gross because he says, what is? And then they held the camera on him. <gasps> Another one bites the dust. Shit, honey, you scared the hell out of me. You have Jenny has her phone face up, so well, she's seeing. It's uh, a big news week. Kellyanne Conway just tested positive. Oh, Kellyanne Conway! No, I have no. I'm telling you, I don't find joy in it. I understand. I understand. It's like you can. Here's the thing: when they go low and test, when they test positive, we go high. <laughs> When they test positive, we don't go negative. Um, oh, that's I am, a good one. Thank you, honey. Here's the thing. it's I don't take joy in it. It is funny, though. Because you're a comedian and you're trained to that's look right. for... You're trained to look for these sort of See, like... I look at things a little... These uh, like balances. Skewed. I have a warped <laughs> view of the world. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like... You know what it really is, to be, to be fair? It's sad. 
And I'll tell you why. Oh, well, yes. Because if you really want to so get down to it, people yes. people have died in yes. this country of COVID. Absolutely. Because of the politicization and the science denying. Yeah. And the economy, this and that over, you know, whatever. Economy above all. Yeah. You know, whatever. That it is, we don't want to lose sight of the real human toll and pain of this. No, we don't. We don't. I mean, here's the thing. The situation that we're in is absolutely testing our uh, sort of gallows humor, whistling past the graveyard capability. Yes. You know, it's really maxing it out because you have to find... Well, you have, you have to, to find some humor in how horrible all this is because it's so fucking horrible. The humor is in the fact that, like... You play with fire, you get burned. <laughs> I heard that somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. The humor is in that we're all like stuck in this divided country and we're going to have to claw our way out of it and find ways to heal and unify and fucking get healthy as a country. Yeah. Things got to get better and we have to be we have to be better. And maybe there's a chapter closing. I don't know for sure because we still have this election looming. Mm -hmm. I don't care what party you are or whatever you have to see at this point Mm -hmm. the toxicity of this approach to well, a, a crisis. Yeah, I know. But that's that's like such a that feels like such a small segment of the population that is able to do that. To to say I thought this way before and now I'm looking at the the mounted evidence of what where this has led us and I got to say there's got to be a better way. But hopefully there are some people like that. So what what was your take on the whole like there was in the news like the Kellyanne Conway like her daughter was like going online and like saying like yeah I wasn't following that that closely but she was, kind, was of kind of making upsetting. fun of her and her parent her and her dad yeah but she's George a teen- she's a minor she's like yeah. a f- teenager she wasn't just making fun of them she was claiming that she was like abused and wanted to be emancipated oh I did not I did not hear that I did not hear that. I had heard what I had heard was just like a few things that probably led up to that was her like sort of taking them down on Twitter. But I didn't I did not hear like that personal. Well, here's the thing. thing. I don't know anything about this family. I'd never even heard of these people, to be honest, until the Trump. And they were forced into our lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't really you know, they I'm sure they were like player like D.C. players, whatever. Um. I did not feel comfortable with that whole thing. Yeah. Because number one, she's a minor. Mm-hmm. And number two, um, you don't we don't know the situation. Like she might have certain mental health issues. And yeah, her parents also might have me- I mean, like, mm. they might not be a healthy family. They might have like real problems that are and there's children involved. Because there's younger children in that family. Right. You know, so I guess you didn't follow it, but I was I was curious about it because you know how like everything you don't know what's real online if you're being catfished or if there's deep fakes or you know fake news or misinformation deep or chaos fish, cat fakes <laughs> chaos whatever <laughs> you know like sometimes you're looking at this stuff online and it doesn't feel real and you don't really think there's a real person behind this. Yeah, There's well, a real person that could be abs- suffering. We, we absolutely get numb to that stuff all the time. And it's also it's the it's the nature of consuming that stuff in that way is that it's just words that you're reading, you mm-hmm. know, and you're you're assigning you're assigning a personality to someone, you're assigning motives to someone, you know, you're doing all this because um Someone is saying someone is saying something that you disagree with or you find outrageous or whatever, and it's it's such a we're at such a remove with that stuff that it's destined. It was always destined to lead us where we are now, mm-hmm. you know, with this kind of shit. But I don't know. Like I, I every once in a while, I have a moment where. Either I break through to someone or someone breaks through to me, and it's kind of nice, but it's rare, you mm-hmm. know? And 
I just don't know. I don't know where we all end up. You know, we tried to watch. We watched that um, social dilemma. I watched it. I I didn't agree with some of it. I watched it. On well, you my hated phone. it. We I I. Here's the thing. Well, it wasn't done. It was done a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was the way corny, it was produced. Corny. It was like the skits like kind of lost me and I, it made me tune out. Um, and I also felt like there wasn't, from the way people talked about it, I thought, oh my God, there's going to be like crazy revelations in this. I'd already read the book about how yeah. they design stuff to be addictive. I already knew all but that. It's like, yeah, exactly. I felt like, no, I, I know. I think it was more for kids. Oh, kids. Here's what I think about it. Here's what makes me mad about it because I... I think it is important to expose, like, hey, they're designing these things to addict you, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. so is freaking cereal commercials. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're trying to make you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> but what they don't really sort of, like, well, to me, what was missing in the social dilemma, uh, and I do believe there should be oversight of these companies. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Like, I have, a, I have, no, a, I have other <laughs> opinions on that. Yeah. Um, and about First Amendment and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and media companies versus it just being a conduit, a bulletin board, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but definitely. And I'm like, not an expert on it either. I just yeah. have opinions that I, because I am intrigued by it. And Absolutely. I think we're in a place with it where it's new enough mm-hmm. that we don't know yet where it's going to land. Yeah. So that's why I have an opinion about it. But what I felt like was missing in Social Dilemma personally was that they're like, just do what you can, like put the phone in the other room and, you know, da, 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 da. But what they really need to stress is have, and they only said it like once or something like, be skeptical, like have your own ideas, develop a sense of self so that you are not in a position to be radicalized or manipulated. Yeah. And that goes for advertisement too. Yeah. Like just ethically, like, Steal yourself, like find your own, like read everything, be skeptical of everything, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, have boundaries with yourself and your technology. Mm -hmm. I am a hypocrite because I have a bit of an addiction. It goes back and forth. (laughs) I mean, we we instituted a, a no phones in the bedroom policy that we sometimes bend. But I don't think that we break. No, I, I think, broke it after this pandemic. Because I, I was worried my mom was going to like text me I, I in the middle know. of the night and be like, I have a fever. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? But you went, I think that you you still sometimes put the phone in the other room. It's just it, it's undeniable, I think we can say, that you just sleep better. Oh, totally. You know? I just feel, felt like the social dilemma didn't have that other half about like, your own personal responsibility with it ver- as opposed to yes like this we stuff- are powerless to this yes it's not We're magic so powerless yeah exactly you know and th- and then one guy was like i've just found a way to penetrate into somebody's deeper into their brainstem and i'm like come on dude what are you like the cia wait was this one of the skits or was no. this this was a real no, person this was talking. like a designer at one of these companies it's mm. like i can't sleep at night because i figured out how to penetrate deeper into people's ba- yeah, brainstems working blah, in blah, a lab blah. late one night like they had created meth and then and then like gave it to five year olds, right? Made the, I, I I and they I think grapple with they believe that is the case, mm-hmm. you know. Wait, what? That the, they gave fi- five year olds meth? They believe the 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 designers of this addictive technology feel they're as, saying it's akin to that. They don't say that. That's the way they come off. Oh, okay. All right. That now they, I get you. That they're like that. They believe that they can't live with themselves now because uh, oh, they've like made this like you know like Breaking Bad, and they mm-hmm. gave it to children or something. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like wrapped it in chocolate yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know that may be the case, but like, yeah, drugs are addictive too. Alcohol is addictive too. But like, you know, it's not the fault of the existence of alcohol mm-hmm. that you have the addiction to, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. Some people are more prone to addiction than other people. Some people are more, there's circumstantial things that can happen, but it's a as far as the internet, they, may, they oversimplified it, yes, in my opinion. That's I, my problem with it. Absolutely. I yeah. think I'm now just realizing. That I makes sh- sense to me. I think I should have just said they oversimplified it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I should have said. Yeah. 
Okay. Because I think we all know that it's addictive and that it's designed that way. Anything's and that, addictive. I mean, and that so people many are fucking are listening to us all the relationships time. Relationships are addictive. Toxic relationships. You know, this is this is that. Whatever. Uh, 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 think of a thing. Think of a thing. <laughs> Watching the Tell, firm. Television. <laughs> Listen, I can't wait. Till I get mansplained online about how I wasn't enough of a bitch about COVID, about <laughs> Trump Trump getting COVID. I got it. That I, I shouldn't care because he killed people. And blah, do you know? Blah, blah. I got it. You know what? I, can I just? I want to hear what you want to say. Yeah. I just want to give a little warning uh, to the mansplainers. Ooh. I don't um, take on your opinions when you give them to me. Okay. Tell me that's a good that's a good t- thing tell me what you just got. so you know you can say some dumb shit to me i will not take it as my own opinion i just won't? i think that's a good warning no i just won't and i yeah. know i know y'all want me to so bad <laughs> but here's the problem um you're tweeting at me and you're a stranger mm-hmm. if you were someone in my life sitting across from me face to face and we were having a real deep and meaningful conversation I know what we're doing like this, you and this i is exciting what we're, what we're doing? No, I'm saying this is like this is about me. The, what we're doing? Yeah. What you and I do? Yeah, what we're doing right now. I can't hear you. <laughs> I don't have earbuds in. <laughs> you don't have earbuds in. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're saying. I'm sorry. We got to figure out a system where we can both listen. I, I just want to know what you were saying. You got someone who, did someone mansplain at you? Uh, what, what happened to me was I tweeted last night um, that it is... Um, uh, wishing harm or illness or death on someone is small and petty, um, which I do believe. However, of course I'm guilty of it. We all are. You know what I mean? We all have those thoughts. We're human beings. Yes. Of course we have those thoughts. Yes. Yeah. So it being small and petty doesn't make... I'm not saying I don't do it. Of course I do it. I... And then I said... And then I said... Probably the Dalai Lama does it. And I said, <laughs> that motherfucker... <laughs> Probably wishes death on Keith Raniere. <laughs> well, he got me. Um, and then I said the second part of the tweet was, but it is objectively funny that Donald Trump got COVID because he downplayed it, mishandled it, and thousands of people died. There's no way around that it is that funny. He was a moron about it. Yes, that he got COVID. There's no way around that being funny. That he invited it. Yeah. So I heard from both from people that were saying this is disgusting. Fuck you. But also people saying, well, I, I am petty and small then because he's a horrible person who let, uh, di- basically saying like they're saying the second part of my tweet as if I didn't say it Here's the thing <laughs> to I- justify the first part. And it's like, don't don't do your speech. But your, your tweet wasn't even about any of that. In my opinion, is how I interpret it is that you're saying through the lens of a comedian yeah, you see somebody say it's, it's, this thing doesn't exist. It's going to go away. It's absolutely, and then it comes. Yes, it's that's absolutely comedy. That's absolutely like comedy. what you're basically saying. It's not, this isn't a big deal, and then they get it. That's that's comedy. But here's the thing, and then people are saying, "Well, what, what if you get it? Is it funny then?" And it's no, like, I don't I want mean, anyone to get it. It will be kind of a little bit because I tweeted that. <laughs> I, I can't deny that. Well, but however, if I get it, it's not because I was a dumbass who pretended it wasn't a thing. Anyone can get it. Anyone can get it. Yeah. It'll be more because of Donald Trump and how he how he handled this whole crisis. Well, before this happened, there were some little um, shot and farty things that were going around on the net. Uh, yes. uh, around on the net anyway about that kind of thing, like a pastor in you know Iowa uh, told his congregation not to wear masks. <laughs> Or, or, you know, like, and had church indoors anyway. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and now he's on a ventilator, you know, with COVID. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, and then you would see these things of like, I was, you know, I told my wife not to wear a mask and this Uber driver got it. And then he comes out and says, take it seriously. I was wrong, blah, blah, blah. But like, it was sort of like, and honestly, you know what? It's not, that's less funny to me because... Mm-hmm. Those are the people that were looking toward leadership for information. Well, yeah. And was unable to get it. Donald Trump had all the information. Yes, I know. And we heard it from (laughs) the Bob Woodward tapes. So, like, it's not even the same as those stories, really. No, it's not. It's not. There's no comparison because he had access to 
every piece of information. <laughs> he had right. a team of people. That's he right. had the top epidemiologists. Yeah. In the entire country, he even told Bob Woodward, this thing is deadlier than the flu and more contagious. Can I tell you, this is why it's so funny that it's undeniably funny. I can't make it funny. No, here's why. Here's why. I know what you mean. Because when you say funny, I know what you mean. He did have all that information. He, well, maybe not funny. He did have all that information. This is why it's just desserts. He did have all that information. He fucking kept it to himself. Not only did he keep it to himself, he went out and demonized mask wearing. Mm-hmm. He made fun of Joe Biden on that debate for mm-hmm. wearing a mask. I know. And then he gets it. Like that's, He had it. That's, I'm sure he had it at that, that debate. That is just desserts, my I'm honey. I'm sure he had it at the debate. I'm sure he because had it at the debate. Because they're saying that the Rose Garden was the super spreading event, and that was on Saturday, and the debate yeah. was on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was even like a, a, a blurb about how the Trump family were given masks at the debate and they refused them yeah. and the Biden family wore masks. Yeah. So it's like they decided to make this a political cudgel. Yeah. And which it did not need to be, but it was like such a dangerous political cudgel. Yeah. Because people's health it's a terrible and, idea. and livelihood is a terrible idea. We were talking no, it's with a, almost, I mean, it's an evil idea. Yeah, it is. Well, it that's the thing. Evil that's idea. the thing is because, he knew, even if I get COVID, I have access to the absolute best health care that anyone could ever get. So I don't care. I don't care what happens to, the to other people, people who have lost their. No, I'm not. Lives. I'm not saying it's funny anymore. Oh, not, yeah. That's not the part. That's not the part I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm saying that he he absolutely did not care what happened to anyone except himself, and knew that he would be okay no matter what. We were talking with our friend David Reese from Election Profit Makers uh, in our backyard not long ago. Uh-huh. About how Trump could have absolutely owned this whole thing early on, and it could have been, he could have gone down in history. I know that's what my guy, my boyfriend, my fake boyfriend Dan Abrams. <laughs> yeah, says. it's true. But I listen if, to Dan Abrams if he had time. used all his Trump <laughs> bullshit to someone's advantage for a change instead of just, and it would have worked out great for him too. But if he had said, "Listen, this thing is messing up all these parts of the world." When it comes here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this better than any country yeah, has ever done it. He just, if he it. just exploited all the rah rah jingoistic people, yeah, yeah. Um, it would have been. Well, look at Giuliani after nine eleven. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? But don't look any further. When you need a leader in a crisis, you overlook partisanship and you say, you know what? He did a good job. He saved lives. Well, people want someone to look to, but it's also you want to manage something in a way that. It gets it done to the maximum way possible. Like, he could have FDR'd this shit mm-hmm. and said, we're going to shut everything down. I'm going to pay you to stay home. Everybody wear a mask. I'm going to pay you to stay home. It's all going to be fine. We got to do it for this amount of time. And we're for gonna, this amount of time, and then we'll see where we are. We're going to get the numbers down, and we're going to... Yeah. And then we'll go from there and reopen yeah, partially. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, you know, other countries who have managed it, they're getting another wave. Yeah. But yeah. they were able to have a reprieve in the middle. Yes. They've yes, lost yes, less yes. overall. I, yeah. You know, but that's, I had this conversation with my friend Catherine, though. It's the scorpion and the frog. She's my friend, too. <laughs> our friend. Well, and she's like my, she's my friend, but she's our friend. I share her with you. <sighs> she's like my smarty pants friend. Anyway, so it, the problem is that it is not in his nature. No, he can't do it. He can't do it. It's the scorpion and the frog. Hey, can't that. Right? Scorpion and the frog? Scorpion and the frog. It is my nature. It's, it's in my nature. He's the scorpion. He's, he, and guess what? We're the fucking frog. Yeah, but except I didn't ask him for a ride across the river. Why would I ever? <laughs> okay, we got to wrap it up. Do you have recommendations? Oh. We recommend well, our I re- merch. I recommend our merch at kinshipgoods.com. Of course, the firm. <laughs> I did recommend the Marin Morris song. That's true, you did. The new song about um, Black Lives Matter. I can't Mm -hmm. remember, did I, did I have, you recommend, because I, I, I recommend leaving the alerts on for the news because it's going to change everything. what can I recommend? Uh, It's going to, oh, I know, I, I I think I, okay, so I recommended the Morally Indefensible podcast. Oh, I know what I wanted to recommend. We mentioned it briefly, but mm-hmm. I recommend the Morally Indefensible podcast. And now on Hulu, the docu series is out mm-hmm. called um, um, something else. 
wilderness of error. It's called a wilderness of error. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, it goes with the morally indefensible podcast. So I've been watching that. And I think the, the last one just came out maybe. So I got to catch up. All right. Okay. Last week we binged that crazy murder show on HBO called the murders at White House farm. Oh yes. And yes, it was yes, like yes. this true crime murder in England in the eighties. And Oh, M G. Oh my God. Y'all. This thing was chilling. Listen, I know we pay for a lot of streaming stuff. We haven't left our house since March. This is all we have. And we're binging. We're binging, we're baby. Binging. We're a binge family. We're binging and we are not purging. We're retaining like, all of the information of the shows. I will say this. I thought the guy who there's like uh there's like uh scary people in it. Mm-hmm. Like so, like sociopathic people. Yeah. And I thought the portrayal was very real and chilling. Yeah, it was. Re- it was really. Um, it was really well done, uh, and really good acting. Yes. Um, I want to recommend my friend Tony Newsom's uh, my album. My friend too. <laughs> I share her with you. Uh. <laughs> my friend Tony Newsom <laughs> has a new album that's coming out uh, with uh, Bethany Thomas, who's a, a longtime collaborator of her. Uh, of hers um it's an album called material flats tawny in addition to being an excellent uh actor and improviser and podcast host is also an extremely talented musician um i've seen tawny and bethany sing before together uh i'm excited for this album to come out i believe it comes out was it october 8th it's coming out october 9th it's coming out very soon uh you can pre-order it now on Bandcamp. um it's uh, Tony Newsom and Bethany Thomas, Material Flats. Cool. Please do check that out. I can't wait for it. All right, guys. Well, um, bookmark kinshipgoods.com so yes. you can keep an eye out for when our merch get, gets dropped on the site. And we'll post it on our socials and stuff like that. And, guys, take care of yourselves. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we really feel... Um, Connected to everybody that is uh, going through this. This is such a strange and continues to be such a strange and weird and terrible and scary time. It really um, is so much uncertainty, y'all. Yeah, so much uncertainty. We got to stick together. And um, thanks for your emails that you send to stayofhomekins at gmail.com. I really enjoy them. Um, so does Paul because I will read them to Paul. He doesn't. We'll light a fire and <laughs> he doesn't I'll read settle them and in with I'll my the, knitting. And then I'll sit down and I'll be like, we got three emails. I'll and say, then, mother, please read me the emails. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at Stay of Homekins, on our Instagram at Stay of Homekins. And until then, stay, stay safe, stay, stay sane, and, and stay, stay home. home. <laughs> Definitely stay sane. I mean, if you can. <laughs>